Welcome to the Human Conversation Podcast with Jules White, the real dragon slayer, author and entrepreneur sales coach. Tune in weekly for human conversation about business and sales. Enjoy business expert interviews, educational episodes and virtual cuppers with entrepreneur business owners. So grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy. Here is your host, Jules White. So welcome everybody to the Human Conversation and I have a beautiful guest with me today all the way from Switzerland and her name is Sarah Santa Crochet. She is the founder of the Gentle Marketing Revolution. Sarah, welcome to the Human Conversation. Thanks so much for having me, Jules. It's a pleasure to be here. And we're, I love how we're both looking so summery. It's like, woohoo, it's summer. <laughs> it's lovely. I tell you, in the UK right now, it is really, really hot. Uh, so I don't know what it's like in Switzerland. It's hot here too, but I, I have a friend who, who's in Bristol and she's like, it's 34 degrees today. So I'm like, wow. Yeah, we seem to get this weather where, I mean, we love the sun here, as you know, because we also, also get a lot of rain and, and gray skies. And so we love the sun, but we seem to get this weather where it just gets so hot. It's almost yeah. overwhelming. And night times at the moment, you just can't get our houses cool. And we don't have air con because we just don't need it you know so it's quite quite something at the moment but we're not complaining Sarah we're not complaining. exactly the rain so will come back soon enough it, it will that's for sure so look um it's lovely to have you on the show and I just want to make sure that uh, we have the most amazing conversation today and I know it's going to be because we are so aligned with how we see the world of sales and marketing so I'm coming at it from probably more of a sales point of view and you're coming at it from the marketing side of things but everything we say to each other it almost makes me sort of it feeds my soul because I think oh yes yes that's what I oh yes and so we kind of speak the same language which is really nice so I do want to talk about that but let's find out a bit about Sarah first because I'd like to know sort of what you did when you left school I like to start there it's quite an interesting place see what your journey was like so what happened to you Sarah when you left school yeah it's so true it's such an interesting place to start because I have a son who's 16 I, th I think a bit older than yours right just a bit yeah yeah and so it's this time where you know they just have no idea what to do and they're like well you just got to start somewhere and so yeah I started with basically moving first to Paris I thought I need to get out of tiny Switzerland and I always had this traveling bug so I moved to Paris like a lot of uh, Swiss German girls do they want to you know improve their French at school that they learned from school and so I moved to Paris and spent a year there I was 18 and it was you know obviously amazing year as an 18 year old and when I moved back I decided to move to the French part of Switzerland so really um, kind of breaking free from home um, I was very independent early on and so I really settled down finished my schools in the, in the French speaking part and I've lived there pretty much ever since except for a break where we moved to California much later with my husband but um, yeah I, I was always kind of in this marketing field 
but I never, um, you know, felt like, I never felt like it was my place, neither in university. I didn't go to university. I thought it was too confining. It was like too much system oriented. So that didn't fit with me. And then even in the corporate positions where I started out, I was like, there was always this ceiling that I was bumping against. I'm like, I don't feel like I can do what I think needs to be done. And there was all these you know, like all these politics and things that I just didn't enjoy. And so when my husband, um, a, a bit later, when we uh, had our first, our second kid, actually, um, he's like, oh, I got a job offer in, in California. Uh, are you interested in moving there? I'm like, well, yeah, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> so we packed our bags and, and moved to California. That's, my second son was just six months old so it was a great time actually also to just take a break and and uh yeah get settled over there and that's also where I started my business I'm like okay this is a good time to kind of think about you know what now because I couldn't work and I knew that I yes I wanted to kind of take some time to get the kids settled and preschool and all of that but I couldn't imagine myself just sitting at home for four years. No, that, that was like, not for me. I was the same when I started my business because Sam was three months old when I started I my, telling my first story, business. Yeah. So, but I think it's really quite fascinating to hear somebody who is moving really to the other side of the world in so many respects. That's how I feel, you know, going to California. It's a long way away. And you've got this tiny six-month-old baby and another toddler that's big, isn't it? <laughs> when I think about it now, it seems big. Back then, it was just like, oh, that's what we do. Um, my husband uh, is Canadian, and we met while uh, I was traveling in, in Spain, and he was on his backpacking trip. And, and so we've always had kind of this openness to the world. So, you know, his parents are originally from Sicily. That's where I get my beautiful last name from. Um, but it means Holy Cross, by the way, Santa oh, wow. Cruz, Holy Cross. Wow. And, and so originally from Sicily, and, and they emigrated to Canada. So uh, he was born and raised in Canada. And, and then we met in Spain, and we got married in Barcelona. So it always kind of had this openness to not just be confined to one country. And Switzerland is such a tiny country that you just kind of, you know, need to go out there and explore the world a bit. It's, it's really interesting because you and I have been slightly different in that way. And, and I kind of feel, um, not envy feels like it's not the right word, but I guess, you know, sort of envious that I didn't go and see more of the world. And I've still got time and I know that. But, you know, at 18 years old, you've gone to Paris, you know. And I think a lot of people listening who haven't necessarily had that adventurous traveling lifestyle probably sit thinking, blimey, she went to Paris at 18 and then she was in California with her two small children. And it's, it's, it's interesting that that was already your mindset to sort of travel and have that openness. So it doesn't feel so big to you potentially as it does to the listener. Maybe, yeah. And 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 I remember a coach telling me, "You need to tell more of this story." Like yeah. I'm like, "Well, it's not that unusual, you know." <laughs> and she's like, "No, it is actually quite unusual to, you know, 
do that so yeah it is and it's inspiring Sarah and I think that's the thing sometimes what we do need is if we are feeling a bit more confined and we haven't traveled so much when I hear stories like yours I think George, you, you need to sort out some trips and you, you need to see more of the world, you know, because it wasn't, it wasn't ever an aspiration of mine, but I feel mm-hmm. like now I probably will want to do more. But of course, with the pandemic, which we're in at the moment, so if you're listening in a few years' time, we're kind of just coming out. I want to say that very cautiously of the other side of this big lockdown we've been in. We haven't been able to travel. But look, getting back to your story, you're in California, you've got two small children um, and you started a business. So tell us about what you did. What business was it? Yeah. So the uh, initial idea I had, it was to support other business owners with their admin and kind of you know, a support business in a way, um, because that's kind of what I knew how to do back then. And so um, starting my own business, though, I was like, this was in the year 2000 and let me think, 2006. Um, And so it was like right at the beginning of or, or in the middle of the social media buzz and Facebook and Twitter and all of that. So I realized quickly that I was really enjoying to learn how to use all these social media tools to create buzz around my own business. And so I thought, well, I learned how to do this for my own. Well, why not offer that to other business owners to kind of help them rather than admin, uh, help them with their social media um, strategy and implementation and all of that. So that's what I did. And then going back to Switzerland, because we did move back, it was kind of a a predetermined job agreement where first it was three years and then it got extended. So we stayed uh, a total of about four years and then we moved back. And I I was looking forward to moving back, uh, even though we had a great time in California, but I did want to raise my kids in in Europe. So that was very important for me. And so going back to Switzerland, though, I realized how different the countries are in terms of especially marketing and social media. So I came basically back to Ice Age over here in Switzerland, (laughs) where people are are like, they they were using Facebook, but mainly for you know, uh, personal reasons. So yeah. the businesses were not all yet on Facebook and, and Twitter and all of that. So what, I, year were, what year was that? Sarah? 2010. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting because I started Truly Madly Baby in 2005 mm-hmm. and actually, um, and, and it kind of ended in 2008, sadly. So they were my kind of three years of running that business. I never, ever remember engaging with any social media yeah, so it's really yeah. interesting because actually it was around, yeah. um, as you quite rightly say, but it wasn't something on your radar as a business. You know, I was using Mumsnet and NetMums, which were mm-hmm. these kind of, you know, forums on websites. Mm-hmm. That was how I socialized through my business. Yeah. So it's really quite interesting, isn't it, how behind we perhaps were. Um, from perhaps the Americans, you know? Yeah, and I'm sure the UK was still more advanced than, than Switzerland. This <laughs> very traditional kind of, oh no, what is this online stuff, right? So, so yeah, so I had to kind of pivot and change to more of a training uh, orient- orientation. So really actually showing them how it works and, and trying to convince them that this is a good thing. Yeah. 
it took a lot of energy out of me. I remember the first years because there was so much resistance. Um, I, I then also decided to focus in only on LinkedIn because that's where I saw the biggest interest for businesses. There, the B two B sector, business to business, they were like, okay, LinkedIn, we can understand. You know, you don't have to share anything personal. It's just business oriented. So I decided back then to focus on LinkedIn. But still, there was a lot of resistance from business owners, uh, kind of you know, saying, well, what's this online stuff and all of that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've come a long way. We have come a long way, yeah. So how did it develop? You know, this is obviously sounds like it was quite hard work to sort of um, get people to change their mindsets really around social media. Did, did there come a point where you think it kind of went, oh, yeah, we get it now? Did, did you feel like there was like a sudden change? I don't think it was a sudden change. It really kind of was over quite a few years that I saw, okay, now I'm having to defend myself less in these trainings. And there's actually more people who, who get it mm. from the get go. And, but I would say, you know, probably the real big change only happened about three, maybe maximum four years ago. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was definitely a slow transition. And it's, it's funny because I feel like the same again today. Now people are marketing agencies and all these marketing gurus in Switzerland are talking about digitalization, which we were talking about like, you know, six years ago. It's like we've moved on. It's like too much automation. We want to go back to the human connections and yeah. humanization, not digitalization. Yeah. But now you're talking about language. It's like digitalization. I'm like, wake up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, and now that's where we talk the same language very much so, don't we? Which is lovely. So you've sort of been training and educating around LinkedIn uh, where does the gentle marketing revolution kick in here, Sarah? Because this mm. really is quite fascinating. Yeah, so it happened probably around my 40th birthday. Um, you know, you have either a crisis or a revelation <laughs> or <laughs> some unraveling. And, and so that's what happened for me. Uh, and that was now for almost five years ago. And I realized, really, am I going to be doing this for the rest of my life? <laughs> I, I've always been a person who, you know, I'm curious. I always want to reinvent myself. And so it, uh, it's I had been doing this quite a long time already. And I just felt like there's, there's something more, there's, there's something else that I'm not seeing yet. And it was back then that I uh, read Simon Sinek's start with the why. Yes. So this whole kind of rethinking and thinking, well, wh what is my why? Why am I doing what I'm doing? I kind of got almost frustrated because like, I'm, I didn't know what my why was. My why was, starting a business because I had small kids and I needed a flexible, you know, kind of job situation. And so that really started a journey uh, to go inwards and really think, well, why am I doing what I'm doing? And am I actually happy doing what I'm doing? And I came to the realization that I wasn't that happy, that a lot of the things that I was doing, especially related to marketing, I was always doing them wearing, wearing some kind of mask, feeling like I had to do certain things the way that I was taught or the way that the mainstream uh, was, was saying that this is how you do marketing. 
And then also working with clients that I didn't really, you know, have a blast. Like uh, I was like, okay, I'm doing this for the money. That was my why, right? And so that's when I realized, well, actually, I think what my why is, is changing the way we do marketing, changing the way we think we have to do marketing and, and really giving ourselves permission to do marketing differently and to enjoy it. I love that. Um, and the reason I love it is because I had the same, a similar journey with sales because I was selling for 30 years and a bit. Um, and I'd been taught to sell. I'd been on various different sales courses with different sales processes you have to go through. Mm-hmm. And when I started this business three years ago, I decided to, uh, I don't want to teach sales. I actually almost wiped sales out of the scenario of what I would do. I'd just coach people and I'd just do all the life stuff, you know, because I'm good at that and I've been in all these different situations. But one of my old bosses said to me, George, you were fantastic at sales. Why are you ditching it, you know? And Mm -hmm. it made me realize that I actually loved sales the way I did sales. So then created this whole methodology, live it, love it, sell it around sales which is I feel like that's exactly what you've done on this parallel of of marketing as I did which is why I think we we have this lovely alignment yeah I think so too and and uh, I kind of told you offline that I, I really think we should do some kind of series together because when I looked at your book I haven't read it yet but I looked at your book I'm like oh my god she basically has these three stages that are very similar to what I'm talking about in my upcoming book. So you Mm -hmm. you call it live it, love it, sell it. And for me, it's rumble, rise, resonate. So if you think about it, rumble is living it, like, you know, really going deep into your story, finding out what you want. In marketing, we're always told the customer is king. I think that is so outdated and overrated because we need to first find out what we want and what our values are, what our worldview is, all these important topics that, uh, like you said, live it. We need to really live it. And then loving it means um, kind of uh, rising and, and putting yourself out there and enjoying actually to show up and enjoying to be heard and seen and, yeah. and all of that good stuff yeah. and then finally sell it for me is uh, resonate, resonate meaning you know working with the clients that you are resonating with that you are naturally attracting because they just resonate with your message yeah I love that and um, I actually do talk about the buyer being king but I talk about it much later on as opposed to uh, it's the be all and end all right from the start because I do right. make sure as you've just said you've got to be comfortable and love who you are first because otherwise if you don't love what you do and who you are how's anyone going to buy into that you know so I absolutely believe you're right and as I say in my book that it has to start with you the buyer being king for me is more about how our attitude to sales has had to change the customer Um, service I mean that is still important yeah Um, but I think it like you said I think people understood it wrong they thought they had to basically come up with a product or service and then chase after this customer that is king and orient everything towards that king yeah and that was how we were taught to sell 
but also given the, um, I guess we were empowered to feel like we were king really because the customer didn't know anything anyway. Right. So there was this whole thing, you know, around um, let's make the customer believe they're king, but really we are. And that was my upbringing through sales, mm -hmm. which was quite arrogant, um, but also relevant. We didn't have the internet. Nobody could research anything. You know, yeah. so I could say we're the number one company and my customer would go, oh, that's good. And of course now, you, you just can't do that anymore it doesn't no. stand for anything so it's really interesting I think how everything's evolved and what's even more interesting is how people are now starting to realize that how perhaps you and I see the world of sales and marketing is what it's truly like because you're starting to hear people's language change now yeah. I notice mm -hmm. yeah. which is quite fascinating so. yeah yeah I think it's so important that you know marketing and sales evolves and the training around marketing and sales evolves because the client evolves without asking right um, we have today a much more conscious client and and I um, think they're they're smarter than you know 10 years ago they're wiser yeah. they're more into doing something for the world they're not just interested in the cheapest price um, so so many things have changed over just a decade I mean you know time flies and we're like oh we have to really readapt also the way we, we talk about marketing and sales I think yeah very much so so tell us about the gentle marketing revolution then what is it what does it look like what do we expect to get from Sarah yeah so so basically when i started thinking about the gentle marketing and, and first of all the word gentle to me that was always a word that was very close to my heart because i i went through this journey of kind of giving so much that i felt like i was overgiving and underselling myself and so i had this kind of breakdown where I thought, okay, I'm done with giving. I'm going to be tough now. And there's no more of my free time. I'm going to be a tough cookie. No more friendly neighbor, Sarah, you know? And then that was just not working for me. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is horrible. I felt miserable. And so that's when I realized, okay, wow, that's not definitely not who I want to be. I want to go back to being gentle. And the mission really, I think when I, we go back to the why, my mission is really to show that you can be gentle and kind and have a thriving business. So it's not an either or, it's both. It really has to be both. Because I also see that, especially in the coaching world, I work with a lot of coaches, there's this tendency as I did to overgive, but then kind of barely, you know, get by and, and not really focusing on, on the receiving. And so that's why I, um, my mission is to show it's an both and, um, and gentle doesn't mean pushover. Um, no. Oftentimes I get this kind of questioning, well, what is gentle? That's kind of like too nice or, you know, nicey nice. I'm like, no, 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 no. Gentle can be like very gentle, but also firm and almost fierce right mm. so um yeah. yeah so gentle marketing what i thought about is the seven p's of marketing so that's a concept that has always existed and i thought okay why not start with that and kind of 
not reinvent the wheel if it's something that's already out there. However, it definitely needs an update because there was just so many things that didn't work anymore. And instead of like, when you look at the seven P's of marketing, you usually see these seven circles and, you know, it's like they're different, they're separate things that all have to uh, be part of uh, successful marketing. And when looking at these seven circles, I already, I somehow had a vision of a mandala and I thought, actually what we need is not seven separate things, seven separate circles, but we need seven things that all kind of make a whole. And so that's when I uh, came up with this uh, marketing mandala, so the gentle marketing mandala, and the seven Ps are now part of a whole in order to get to your center. And so the different Ps are passion, personal power, people, product, pricing, promotion, and partnership. Those are the seven P's that we all need to work on. And as you can see, the passion and personal power, that's the inner world, right? We start with ourselves first and, and, and then we go into, you know, now what, how do we integrate that into our service, into our partnerships, into our promotion and all of that. It's, it's brilliant. It's perfect to use a P it's perfect, isn't it? But it makes sense. And I think often what blocks us and what helps us to completely shut down is when things are far too complicated. And when I was looking at sales methodologies, I was thinking, there's too much. It's too complicated. I can't see where I've got to go with this, you know. And when you keep it simple and you connect it and it makes sense, it's so much easier, isn't it, for people to buy into and understand. So I love what you've done with that. So listen, when's when's this book coming? Sarah because you've mentioned the book so I want to know when's the book coming yeah the book um I decided that I'm almost finished with the first draft I don't know when this uh, podcast publishes but we're now in June 2020 and I decided you know what with all this heavy energy in the world right now Jules it's not a good year to publish this book this book needs to go out with you know kind of a fresh energy hopefully and so I'm gonna wait until 2021 and hopefully January February March some sometime around there but um yeah, I, I first thought, well, maybe at the end of the year, but with the U.S. elections and all those <laughs> craziness in the world right now, yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's wait until next it's, year. It's definitely a crazy time, isn't it, at the moment? Um, yeah. But I love that you have thought about that. You know, often we're quite spontaneous and we just think, yeah, I've written a book. Okay, let's publish it. I think there's a big something to say about when you publish. Um you know, because it's like me, I'm writing my second book. I've just started to write my second book. I'm so excited about it. I can't even tell you. Um, and I'm telling nobody what it's about because I want this air of mystery about it because it's quite different and I'm very excited. But the point is, it's, it's, you know, I wanted to actually write it when I was ready to write it, but also when my audience was ready. So I had thoughts after Live It, Love It, Sell It, oh, I'll write a book straight away. Uh-huh. And somebody said to me, you need to build your audience for Live It, Love It, Sell It, because that's then your audience for your new book. And yes. it makes complete sense, really, because yeah. they are, they're there. The people who have read Live It, Love It, Sell It potentially will be interested in what the next book's going to be if they, if they enjoyed it. Yeah. But then this other element of what's going on externally, you know, what's, what's going on in the world, 
Mm-hmm. It's a really good point because then come 2021 January, you know, everything crossed that we feel like that may well be the beginning of a better year. I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> and what a wonderful time to release a book in the subject matter that you've written. So what's the book going to be called? I don't have the final title yet, but I'm thinking something with gentle marketing. So yes, yeah. Fantastic. Well, we're going to make sure that all of your links go into the description of the podcast, which means that people can then connect with you, which means they're not going to miss out on when the book is actually published because they'll keep following you, which is amazing. Last couple of questions. Um, We talked about the gentle marketing revolution and you've told us a bit more about kind of the methodology around it. If somebody wanted to work with you, Sarah, what could they expect? Is there a a course or a program that you deliver? How does it work? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually interesting because before you just brought up timing. And um, in 2019, a lot of people were also telling me, you've got to write a book. And and I was like, well, I, I was just not ready. And instead, what I wanted to do is build a program around gentle marketing. And I really wanted to build it this time because I had built other things around LinkedIn without really, you know, talking to my ideal clients or without having them giving me feedback. So this time I really wanted to create a beta program where people were actually giving me feedback and, and, and we were co-creating the po- program. So I liked, so I started that in January, 2019 and I liked the experience so much that I was like spent all of 2019 to run three beta programs for the gentle marketing program. Because I, again, I really wanted to create something that was responding to a need and was resonating with uh, my ideal client. So that's what I have available um, now. And there's an online version. I'll be running them uh, also live two times per year. And people can go have a look if they're curious at the gentlemarketingrevolution.com. It's an online program, but there's eight modules basically, and they have lifetime access. and, And so... Uh, however long it takes you uh, clients do tell me it's intense because again it's it's going into your inner stuff first mm-hmm. and that is always um intense yeah but people do really come out of the program and tell me that they feel they feel like they found themselves they feel whole again they feel more confident they feel like they know what they need to do next and they know how to bring more of themselves into their marketing so Brilliant. And you were going to say something else. I'm sorry, because yeah, I wanted I, I was to... saying that I also work with, with uh, clients one-on-one for those who are not so much into, into the online programs. And I still do some LinkedIn work, um, personal branding and, and all of that. Fantastic. Um, I've loved chatting to you. I mean, we've chatted a few times, so um, I can't just say this is our first time, but every time I always feel like we've got such a lovely synergy together. So that's so lovely. What's your parting thoughts for our listeners about anything you'd like to tell us about? Bearing in mind, you know, we are just coming out of this pandemic right now, aren't we? We've had a lot of time to think, Sarah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. for me, it feels like I went on a three-month, like, personal development retreat. And and really, I think what 
comes out of this is is going back to what's important to you, what's essential, really, and and focusing on that and giving yourself permission to not deal with the crap anymore. <laughs> you know, if there's something that someone tells you you should be doing, think about it hard and really analyze. Well, really, like. Who says that I should be doing marketing this way? Why don't I give myself permission to do it my way and spend some time to figure out what your way is? Mm -hmm. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. It's such a strong message though, Sarah, you know, and it's so important now. We all have that choice to do exactly what you've just said. So I really hope everybody does just stop for a minute and think what you really want to do. You know, mm -hmm. how do you want to go out into the world? What wonderful, wonderful stuff. Sarah, thank you for your time and joining us today from beautiful, warm Switzerland. And, and I know we're going to speak again, but for the listeners, I really hope you've enjoyed listening to lovely Sarah. Um, you know, and talking about gentle marketing, which is so aligned with everything I do and talk about with sales. So thank you, Sarah, for joining us. Thank you, Jules, until we speak again. Absolutely, yeah. And listeners, please do like and subscribe on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. Um, and we are on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud and Stitcher. And recently we are just being added to Pandora, which is another channel for podcasting. So please do keep following us and tune in next time to The Human conversation ta-ta for now you've just been listening to the human conversation podcast with jules white to find out more about the other work that jules does please visit her website www.liveitloveitsellit.co.uk and if you enjoyed the podcast then please do leave a rating and review on the platform you use to enjoy her show thanks for listening and see you next time